0: Hey there, you probably heard this on the recent State of the Union uh, address that went out on this feed and many others, but uh, DuckFeed is changing up its Patreon slightly, and there's some cool stuff in there for chat listeners and fans, and just generally most of our content is going to be easier for you to come by. Um, Go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and look back a couple of posts in order to see that. Um, Those changes take effect on November the 1st, so look at those, decide if that is something that sounds cool. We'll talk about it again, but uh, we're super excited about uh, kind of aligning this to kind of serve you better. Once again, that is patreon.com slash Some of our landings
1: were desperate adventures. We are now prepared
0: to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence.
2: Prince Lothric is in your hands. Please save his soul. Tell him what he must be a lord.
1: My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross, and I'm Jeremy Greer. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a pilgrim favorite. <laughs> and this week we are talking about Lothric Castle.
0: And as you heard, we are joined by Jeremy Greer of just so many things. Uh, Jeremy, welcome.
2: <laughs> Thank you. It's nice to be back. You guys bring out the comfortable chairs for Bonfireside Chat, so I really like being here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, prior to recording, you talked about how you're
2: sitting on pillows on the floor. Um, <laughs> Look, nobody nobody needs to know my the details of how I record a podcast. Cole, Don't tell them. anyone how I live my life. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that, that's
1: definitely coming out. That's prime extra soap material, along with like me and Cole reading from our our cushion uh, insert fan fiction about what it'd be like to be one of those cushions. Jeremy, <laughs> um, the, uh, you you, uh, if you, think you the may cushions know... are good.
2: You should you should see the yellow cake that I did that I sat on earlier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wait, you're not. Jeremy Greer from cakesquatters.com, are you?
2: Yes, I own cakesquatters.com. I had to squat to get the cakesquatters.com domain name. Yeah. Dark Cake Squatters.
0: Yet that is a exactly, Tumblr.com. Yet that is exactly what I see here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just look up seen... who is. It has my phone number. Yeah. <laughs> it's very public about it. Listen, there's two things I do podcast I mean, and cake squats.
2: You guys have seen exercise. my Facebook. It's nothing but cake squats and podcasts. That's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah man. Um this is the podcast where we sit on cakes. Yep. Uh, and also uh so you you may know Jeremy. Um he is a longtime alum. He has been on the show since the beginning, since first season. Um yeah. we've had him on at least once per season. And then uh, Jeremy talk about um other stuff that you do. What what how are you related to Dark Souls in your myriad myriad ways?
2: Um, I do, I used to do a lot of PVP videos and I used to collect hate mail on dark souls, com. Um, dark souls PVP is weird now, so I don't get a lot of hate mail. And, <laughs> um, I actually got some this week and then posted it and then immediately lost 30 followers. So I'm thinking that maybe the market <laughs> has changed. <laughs> <laughs> um, more recently i do don't give up skeleton which is a podcast inspired by um podcasts like yourselves and twin humanities who would have guests on and say the very first question is like how did you get into souls and i wanted to do a series of podcasts with people that kind of dig into that um so yeah and i yep. also do dark insight and then we also do days of future cast on the duck feed network mm-hmm. and i think that might be it also i have a twitter <laughs> well, that comes at the end. Jeremy. You've,
1: yeah. You listen don't, don't get greedy. Come on. Yeah, don't, get off your high cake for once in your life, buddy.
2: Um the uh You know what they so, say about uh, cakes? You sit high, we sit low. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um the the reason, you know, the timing on this couldn't be can be better because you are the newest uh, addition to the official host family of the the network and um, with the show you and I do together about mm-hmm. the x Mans. about the all um, of
2: the X-Men's. I'm very excited about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um that show comes out every other Saturday. Yeah. So check that out. Um, yeah. And and we're having you on to talk about uh Lothar Castle. Uh cool. What did we um what do we do? Oh we're we're super glad to have you. I feel like I know Jeremy too well to be obsequious to him the way that I might somebody
0: <laughs> right. else. Like,
1: right. like, <laughs> like it feels weird to just be like, God, it like it is good to have you, of course. Yeah. Like that it's not that it's not good, it just feels like it's not like, doesn't need to be stated.
2: It's like the third time that a, a guest comes over to your house. You're like, you're not a fucking guest anymore. You're family. Go get your own beer. <laughs> Take <laughs> like, off your goddamn bring... shoes. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to do longer here. You it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: yeah. No, this is, even if we were obsequious, it would be the, uh, the fifth or sixth time and it would start to wear thin, I think.
2: I, yeah, I actually something. have a bone to pick because you guys schedule me after like the roughest guest that you do. Like, this time it's Bonnie. <laughs> Last time it was uh, Illusory Wall. The time before yep. that was Bob Mackey. Like you guys get like <laughs> high, like high, well-known people, and then have like me right after. I guess I don't. I don't know what the point of that is, besides to make me feel bad.
1: Everybody needs a chance to go to the bathroom. Like they're always going to play, you know, some song <laughs> from the new album after the after the hit, so everybody can go go to the bathroom. You know, uh, no, nobody nobody uh, wants to go to the bathroom during this. This is no. the high wall of Lothric. No, it's Lothric, the, uh, Castle. Lothric Castle. Castle, yeah. Um, oh, then people go to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> that's there's not, there's not that much, um, but no, it, I don't. Uh, that's not intentional. No, uh, not, not by a long shot. Gary, you um, you had
0: uh, you had started asking me what we did last time and what we did I, last I, I, time. That's... Kind of weird because we very much kind of like got into this area and then did an end around into crazy optional kind of stuff. But last time. Uh, So let's just assume we just defeated our third Lord of Cinder and we have been uh, teleported to the high wall of Lothric by Emma, the high high priestess, saying, yo, I'm about to die. Please save Prince Lothric's soul. And so... Mm -hmm. We defeated the dancer of the Boreal Valley, and then that side stuff is we went to see what the king's doing and then also uh found something that was some things in the untended graves that were very kind of like cosmologically upsetting. But now we have set our sights on Prince Lothric himself, but uh this is not going to be easy.
1: Yeah, it's a long road. Yeah. Um and this is this is explicitly the end game. Mm-hmm. You know, we got two areas left to the end and then one optional area and, and we're there. Um as we, you know, as we said in the last episode and in the first episode where we talked about the High Wall, um, even though the spoiler wall was then was there, so we weren't that explicit about it, but Lothric is a kingdom that kind of has this war going on. Um, the king is absent, uh, the prince has decided not to do his duty, and there are these, uh, these war between the angels and the knights. Um, the castle itself is also set up for siege, um, either against the... Angels or mm. against us, we're not entirely sure forces <laughs> uh from the boreal valley could be any number of things, uh and there were also the skies filled with these pilgrim butterflies, yes. um, which I think we mentioned briefly uh last time, but uh are more key at this point and uh make my blood boil um, <laughs> in a way that like does not speak well of this, and we'll we'll talk about those guys later yeah. uh, but it it is a place of chaos it is set up uh set up for bear. In uh, the most kind of fierce way that we've seen yeah. since oh, I don't know Bulletaria one yeah. three, you know, <laughs> which um, is what this quotes, <laughs> yeah, almost explicitly, yeah, so,
2: yeah, very uh, much explicitly in the area after that we'll be talking about today, like very <laughs> much explicitly, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: and and the, I'm making a joke, but that is something where like I like this area kind of on the whole, and one of the things I like about it is those kind of quotes work so much better for me than mm-hmm. than sea words of the world, like this kind of architectural or gameplay quote. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, this reminds me of this this level design. I'm pretty into that. Um, and that I is, wasn't uh, supposed
2: to say the S word on this podcast. Is that, been, is that open? we can say secret is that, now? Gary, <laughs> um, <can't, laughs>
1: going to like, beat that now. <laughs> um, yeah, we we we've left a secret in the dirt. <laughs> but this is uh, just or uh, Kirk. You know, th- mm-hmm. this works better for me as a callback than Kirk does. Yeah, sure, for sure. Better.
0: Yeah. Um, So this area has changed. We again alluded to this a little bit, but like on returning to this place, it's a little bit like in Bloodborne when the blood moon comes out. You know, the entire tenor, the quality of light is altered as, you know, Lothric is experiencing this eclipse. The sky itself looks to be on fire. Um, The sun very uh, startlingly is blotted out, leaving only a rim that uh, resembles a dark sign. Um, Mm -hmm. At least superficially. Um, And then we have these large skeletal butterflies that are kind of like listing uh, kind of very slowly above the castle. Um, It's a pretty sweet skybox. Like, it's a cool image to, like, look at. And it is kind of an epic, uh, uh, you know, an epic scene that sets at least when you, you know, first appear and
1: look up. It's metal as fuck. Yes. And it's It's really, really (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's very metal. And that quality of light is very, like... Again, very Beksinski kind of like mm-hmm. hellscape, yeah. queasy orange, <laughs> yeah, kind of kind of thing. That I I really really love. And the dark sign in the sky, like that's that was that was a jaw dropping moment for me. Mm-hmm. Like when I yeah. f- saw that and I was like, oh shit! Like <laughs> the, this, you know. The the, the I talked a lot about in the season about Dark Souls three trying to sell urgency that I don't usually feel mm-hmm. in uh, things, and this was actually like a brief kind of you know moment of feeling it. Whereas like this does seem like it's on another scale than what we've seen before, Mm. unlike so many other things when it's told me that we're on a different scale, you know, like this actually I can feel it like this does seem apocalyptic in a way that (laughs) it the series hasn't. Yeah,
2: the world itself is laboring under this cursed mark. Mm. This made me think that like this world was actually going to end. Like before we got to before I got to the endings or he even looked up like all of the various endings you can do. Like seeing the sky and seeing the sun made me think like, oh shit, this is actually the last Dark Souls game. Yeah, it's like, like we're about yeah. to, this is gonna be it.
0: It's too late. <laughs> like all we can do now is maybe stop the bleeding, but probably not even that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um then uh the gigantic dark sign in the sky too, it's worth uh noting. Um, you know, Richard Pilbeam uh Dark show alum and and friend of the show um, pointed out that the uh, the kind of fire that's behind it uh, actually kind of spirals. Mm -hmm. And he was thinking of it. um, I always just kind of thought of as as this kind of like seeping hole. But he was saying it was more like a drain that was sucking in, um, which is kind of Mm -hmm. interesting. The idea of it Mm -hmm. literally kind of drinking in the world. I don't necessarily think that, you know, I don't necessarily buy that, but it's kind of an interesting way to think about it. Um it looks so much like a seeping wound to me though. Yeah. And that uh has parity with the um the brands that we get. Yeah. You know that that just kind of never <laughs> never stop leaking our humanity out of it.
0: Yeah, the bottomless uh, holes
1: on people's flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. P- pretty, pretty great. Good. Like I mean that th- that is all good shit. Um <laughs> the castle itself which we're going to talk about kind of going through in a more traditional episode since um there is less of that to talk about, but there are a couple things. Um, So, first, we're in this kind of basement floor kind of chapel area. Um, You climb up this ladder after the dancer and uh, go into this chapel room with uh, statues of bodies laying uh, at rest on the ground.
0: Yeah. It's like they decided to preserve people who were kind of like laying in state in this very kind of like grid-like fashion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know if this is a sick room. Like, it, it feels weird. This imagery is repeated. Um, over and over in this as well. Like there are a couple different places where this happens. And again, around the edges here, we actually see statues of these knights in various states of cutting off their own heads, either copy paste of the one that we saw, um, on the way up here or ones that are holding their heads as though they're, they're presenting you with a fine squash. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I really thought that this area was going to be more than it was based on like just walking in here and seeing the like broken statuary on the ground about like what looks like graves to me or some sort mm-hmm. of, you know, representation of past nights. And then like there's an altar at the front that has like this really cool looking sword on it mm-hmm. that. Or towards the back, rather. And I was like, man, this sword. Like, this seems weird to have just, like, a sword laying here. Like, I wonder if they – and I started doing my Dark Souls thing. I wonder if they worship the sword. I wonder if the sword is handed down. And then, like, throughout the level, you can see, like, four more of that exact same setup. And I'm yep. like, okay, so it doesn't, doesn't mean anything at all. Gotcha. Cool. Cool, cool, cool.
1: <laughs> I can't cool. even get that sword. All right. <laughs> there is a little bit of, like, current console generation copy-paste uh, environmental busyness going on in this area. Which is, you know, is is a personal, you know, bone to pick that I have with PS4 era video games and mm-hmm. is not, you know, this is not the worst offender at it. You know, it's a, you know, it, it goes in order of games I played of like Arkham Knight Bloodborne <laughs> than this probably. Yeah. But it is a little bit like noisy in a way that I don't like doesn't add to the sense to me. Like it makes these kind of statues um, just having more of them doesn't make it feel more important to me. Right. you know it just it kind of takes me out of it it makes the have a little bit less of a sense of place to me rather than more yeah you know yeah. Th- this kind of clutter and once that detail is reduced to noise
0: what we're left with is kind of illogical spaces that are just set up for the encounters which is yeah. fine i like the encounters in this level but there's so little that you can read about the way this space kind of un- unfolds
1: yeah and that that is a little bit uh, weird and frustrating to me. Um, also, you know, speaking of weird and frustrating, so this first little area, uh, that sword thing Jeremy was talking about, is by the bonfire. Before you get to that, though, we get to um, what I think is 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 one of the tougher enemies in the game. I have a really hard time with these guys, mm-hmm. which are these kind of red-eyed uh, Lothric knights. They're not the same ones that were patrolling outside. Right. Um, there's one of these right outside. Um, tending a grave, which mm-hmm. I don't know what that guy or tending a dead, uh, a dead soldier mm-hmm. there or a dead suit of armor or whatever it is. Um, but these guys are all backed up by these priests that will buff them and heal them. Yeah. Um. And these guys are real son of a bitches. Yep. Um. <laughs> I have a really hard time with these guys. Like, um. and it, it is just really like an, unli- it's very similar to the irithil crew, like unlimited stamina cannot stagger them. Yeah. You know, and that uh becomes pretty frustrating for them for me, fighting these guys. And they have a lot of health, especially if that buff goes off. Um,
2: which Yeah, if you don't you know, get to this caster earlier, you're kind of screwed. Um although well it's weird because I've seen you say this on Twitter too, that you can't stagger them and like I was using the battle axe and I could like keep them pretty much stun locked in like three or four hits. It I, it would depend on it's a it their
1: weapon and it could be uh, have to do with their buff or what move they're using, mm-hmm. they will gain hyper armor. Uh, with certain swings that they mm. have been able mm. to do outside of my, you know, in-between swings of my my stun. Yeah. So it doesn't That's happen. It. I can stun them for a cycle. I mean, it takes multiple cycles of me using, at least on this build, me draining my own stamina. Like, I have to drain my stamina in hits multiple times to kill these guys. Um, and that could be, again, just kind of a non-optimized build. Like, I switched from my luck build to a dex build, and it's like... It's bleed focused um, that has never procked on these guys for me, um, possibly because they're breaking out of it and hitting me before I can kind of keep keep the pressure up. Um But I mean you can stun them. I can't stun them consistently enough to make them manageable with those tactics. Uh they also have a tether yeah. to their priest, like where if you, you know, they won't get far enough away from the priest to make it you know, I the priest also takes a little either a little bit more than one or a full stamina bar of hits for me mm-hmm. to kill them. Um, this kind of squishy caster has a lot of hit points. Yeah. So I just, I found these guys immensely frustrating and it's weird because it's a huge difficulty wall in this first section. And then you get to kind of regular enemies for the middle and then a huge difficulty wall right at the end as well. Yeah. Uh, for me at least, I mean, again, like, you know, dark souls, soul games find each player's <laughs> weakness, but this was, these guys are hard for me. It sounds like that didn't
2: end up being that much of a problem for you, Jeremy, though. Uh, well, I'm using the uh, dark souls three cheat mode, which is a strength build. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> you just two hand an ax and like literally hit anything and it dies. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's still like, it's just like Gary was saying, it still takes like more than one stamina bar worth of, you know, hits to kill him. But I was also playing on uh, new game Two Cause I was doing stupid you know, trophy runs with this dude. so yeah. um, that's just <laughs> what I had available to me. Um, I, I think there are, super tough and the way that they are staggered throughout this level is like it's very specific like it feels like some of the best enemy placement in the game to me but also Mm -hmm. it's just really really brutal like the very first time i walked through this not walked through it i played through it was with the sorcerer build and that was garbage and i literally had to run past everything i just couldn't do any damage whatsoever it was miserable Mm -hmm. and i just i just ran from bonfire to bonfire which I mean, is a way to play Dark Souls, but not exactly, like, the way that you want to play. So.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not savoring it. Uh, to pile on with kind of how unsatisfying these, gar- these guys are, at least for me. So I'm doing a strength build this time as well. I've got a heavy greatsword that I'm using. Um, and uh, even then, these guys get under my skin more than the uh, the Boreal Dancer guys do, like the Dancer Knights. Um, mm-hmm. Just because... Those guys, they'll get into a combo, you can see it, and then once they're in it, they're kind of committed to it. Um, So it ultimately kind of like works out to just kind of these very predictable strings of attacks that if you can avoid it, you're fine. These guys, they can kind of fire from the hip, even down Mm -hmm. to, you know, if you're trying to not angle for a backstab, but just kind of like get around them to, you know, uh, get into a better position. Um, You can be pretty damn near behind them and they'll do a shield bash on you.
2: Uh, to, like, yeah. get you out
0: and then follow that up with an <laughs> attack, which just feels like a like a kick to the balls.
1: Also, what feels like a, a kick to the ball to, to me uh, is the fact that they have this buff. Yeah. Um, they use weapon arts and they have a buff that they do. And, like, when they're buffed, like, I've had them one shot me from 85% of my health <laughs> on that buff. Yeah. You know, and it's possible, like maybe it was a counter hit, like I was in the middle of an animation, like there could have been other things, but I've been nearly topped off and just had them one shot me with that stupid fucking glowing sword. Yeah, And they're hard enough without that. Like it doesn't, to me, this is past the line of presenting an interesting kind of tactical challenge and more just, you know, frustrating. So but, on other, most playthroughs, I end up doing the same thing Jeremy did with Sorcerer mm-hmm. where like, you know, I've. I try to do everything in the game once, you know, so I try to clear every enemy on my first run through, you know, everything has to die. And then I can skip stuff I don't like on later run throughs. Um, This one, every time these guys show up, I just run past them. Yeah. You know, I just I don't I don't think they're fun to fight. And I the later encounter with two of them. Fuck you. Like that (laughs) is that is. Far too much to actually be in the mix of it without just like, uh, taking advantage of their tethers. But by later, you know, do you mean the very next thing we do? <laughs> no, 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 not the two on the stairs, the oh. two with casters, oh, um, sure. yeah. right before, uh, right in that big kind of grand chamber before the boss.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah.
1: the one, the ones on the stairs like, and there's a bonfire right there. It almost feels like, and the bonfire is so close to this one. Yeah. <laughs> it almost feels like, oh, you're just meant to get to that bonfire and then never do this part again. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it is. Or it just like feels to it poorly. Dark tuned Souls device.
2: Two level design, <laughs> it's
1: one hundred percent. But without Dark Souls Two poise and armor upgrades or healing gems or anything that Dark Souls Two does to design yeah. around having brief hard encounters between bonfires, yeah, you know, it is a lot like a Dark Souls Two bonfire to bonfire run, but with none of the actual game design considerations that Dark Souls yeah. Two did to make that work. What frustrates uh,
0: me is I like the idea of this. I like the idea of the buffing. Um, I just do not like the execution i think that it is you know something that is really hard to surmount
1: it's it's frustrating because later they actually do something that i really love in video games um after this so you you find the two of them uh on the the stairs after this and then get to the uh the bonfire with the sword that we talked about this actual um kind of and then there's this super pointless shortcut (laughs) <laughs> that goes down from there like what is the point of that <laughs> that, that actually um, th- that
0: that was useful for the run to the dragon slayer armor because of the elevator that you could op- open up you go back to this bonfire as the one you're going to run from run across there you can avoid aggro really easily get into the elevator and that takes you right
1: up to uh to the fog wall as opposed to doing the run um from the uh from the dragon barracks the run from the dragon barracks like you just run past two guys that will never see you Like that was, that was just as easy for me. Like I never have to fight those two guys with the casters. Yeah. Um, And this, this, I mean, I guess it's slightly different in that one of them brings you by one set of a guy with a caster. The other Mm -hmm. one brings you by two with a caster. Yeah. But either way, I'm running past them. I don't have to fight them. Yeah. Like they ended up being about the same amount of time or less, less time actually did not do the elevator. I always the elevator back down as I get to the top. No, I mean, I mean, just waiting for it to go up, Mm -hmm. like riding on it takes more time than it takes to run through that other room. Yep. um
0: that's just that that's what i used it for so i wanted to come to this brief little uh, uh shortcuts defense at the very least
1: yeah i mean and even then you could take the uh rather than going from that bonfire why not go from the dancer one which is just climbing a ladder rather than falling down a thing you know if you want to use because that elevator
2: ladders are so slow yep. yeah <laughs>
1: it's, it's a seven foot ladder though like it is the <laughs> shortest ladder in the game like it is really shitty bonfire per- placement that perception feels like is it was reality. <laughs> yeah i don't i don't i mean you could you could use it i bet you if you time it out it is actually not quicker which is fine you know like perception is reality but it i this seems like bad design at this point to me between that bonfire being there and that shortcut being there like this is sloppy okay um
2: but it feels um, like they they realized that it was going to be right next to each other so made it but it doesn't actually (laughs) really like it's not that useful and they were just like oh yeah we can totally put a drop down here because they're right next to each other that'll be easy yeah yeah. <clears throat> More so than like actually considered a like actual shortcut. So.
1: Yeah, it does it, it was an unsatisfying shortcut when I found it. Um but the um what I was gonna say is after this point, when you can actually get to this uh battlement run, um this level actually does one of my favorite things that video games can do, and, and we talked about it in uh Watch Out for Fireballs we recently did uh Resident Evil 4 we recorded that thing, is take old enemies and remix them in ways to be interesting. Mm-hmm. So rather than just having giving everything a million hit points and having it do a million damage, The next kind of stretch is almost entirely enemies that we got, you know, that we fought a thousand times that are pretty easy. They're slightly buffed from the beginning of the game, but it's all about their arrangement and ambush design that makes them hard. And this is like sublime. Yeah. Like this next stretch is some of the best like encounter design in the game, I think. Mm -hmm. It's just so weird to have them rubbing up right. Like, oh, this is just (laughs) like throw a bunch of, you know, uh, ultra damaging meat walls against you with pointless shortcuts and really Mm -hmm. close bonfires. And then this section, which is great. You know right after it yeah it's it's very strange, yeah, so the components of this kind
0: of run up the battlements here are again with the, the things that we've seen before, like these hollow warriors, um we also have um several like crossbowmen um and people kind of like hiding behind these little temporary uh cover kind of things like we we would see in bulletaria one one um, and then the kind of heavies here are the larger, uh, hollow warriors that use the axes. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then this is coupled oh, with, uh, snipers. Too. <laughs>
1: yes. They 100% are like those guys can, I mean, they're, they're definitely ramped up from the beginning of the game. Like they can, you know, three shot you, they can combo, you, combo you to death here. Um, but it's, their you know, the windups and stuff like that are not ramped up. They can't, you know, fire from the hip. Like the, the Lothric Knights can. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also these are coupled with uh, people using um, the Lloyd's talismans against you. Yep, the undead hunter charms uh, pretty consistently. <laughs> so, uh, but they're really devious. Like the way that they're, <laughs> they're placed is very like kind of puzzly yeah. in a way that I really like. <laughs> and so the,
0: the 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 trick that they're going to get you into, or the trap that they're trying to lure you into, is you know the way up is pretty straightforward. And there are a couple of these. Other small little battlements you can go down to, um, kind of at the top of these turrets, in order to pick up items and stuff. Wh- whenever you go lower, anybody who does, who's above you can start firing off those little yeah. talismans, or the end of 100 terms, rather. And, uh, and then that sets you up to just kind of be you know, cut off from the back.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah It, it just ambush city for this entire stretch um <laughs> there you, are a couple things that Are did you Go guys ahead. uh um try and jump
0: off of that one battlement because you saw the roof below you thinking hey i can you know there's probably something down there um and then just fall through it because it's uh scenery <laughs>
2: uh, i used a I used a prism stone but i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. same thing <laughs> yeah but it's kind of like no. oh that's damn it gwendolyn you have yes
1: <laughs> he's got <laughs> me again Ah. <Yeah. laughs> If only I had wings. The lore implications. Oh, ooh. Um, I, I, somebody probably took that seriously. On their way here, we find a couple interesting items and encounters, too, that are kind of lore significant. So uh, we find uh, Prince Lothric's swaddling clothes, the uh, the prayer set. Mm-hmm. Um, which are the only clothes he's ever worn uh, other than the ones he's wearing when we see him, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, we, you know, kind of tells a little bit of his backstory. He was born sickly, um, but yeah. he was always fated to be a lord. This was kind of this uh, this thing he was born into. Right. Um. There's also this weird little watchtower uh, <laughs> kind of section with a winged knight actually in it. Right. Um, we fought these guys before. There's that kind of fountain encounter uh, on the high wall, but they're a little bit tougher here and we'll eventually, you know, this is not even their final form. No. Like we eventually will fight a tougher version.
0: Yeah. Um, it's a little bit easier here, at least I found it easy, because uh, inside this watchtower, you can climb up a ladder and then do drop attacks on him, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, two or three of those, and he was he was kind of done for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. The the kind the of big... weird part up here is that hidden behind this, uh, an illusory wall is kind of this, you know, shrine to these winged knights where we'd only see a painting of one of them apparently wearing sandals. I couldn't quite figure out his footwear steez um but then also you find uh, a shield and s and uh the the wing knight set mm-hmm. yeah the painting so, was he,
2: done by rob Liefeld, and he can't draw feet so that's why I like yes. <laughs> um
1: the um <laughs> yeah so i mean that's how you can kind of see again rather than just copy pasting a thousand statues this is a good kind of way you know telling what this culture valued right because the the style of this painting um, one, it's hidden away, so it's kind of has the sense of it being like a hidden place, but it's definitely aggrandizing these guys. Mm-hmm. And the guy who is in front where you get the set is a guy who is sitting cross-legged, just kind of staring at it. And you get the sense that he died kind of, you know, lusting after it or looking at it. Yeah. You know, it's not just equipment. It's equipment found on a corpse that was <laughs> staring at this beautiful expression of like, you know, this is what peak performance looks like.
0: Yeah.
1: Kind of thing. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Pretty interesting. So so the Wind Knight set confirms details that we think
0: we we alluded to obliquely back during the High Wall episode, um, Mm. which is that they serve somebody named Gertrude and that they are part of a faction called the Angels, um, and they are not one of the three pillars. So them assuming any kind of power in Lothric is, you know, kind of seen as insubordination or insurrection. Um, This combined with the fact that the Sacred Bloom Shield which we find here, uh, which has kind of a sacred flame, um, you know, front and center on it, is kind of related to the way of white actually reveals, I think, maybe a little bit more, um, you know, it, it, it says more to me than it actually looks like on the surface by that, like about who the angels were kind of aligned with, with Way of White being, you know, Gwyn's religion nominally and possibly with the connections of Gu- Guinevere from here and what we know about Gertrude possibly being the uh, kind of uh, disavowed
1: daughter, um, you know, the the princess, right? I mean, there's a lot of things that, that lead to that. Yeah. You know, the shield no- is not necessarily what <clears throat> makes me think that they are aligned with Gertrude right. and that she might be the daughter. You yeah. know
0: well they're they're um, explicitly aligned with Gertrude um because of their yeah. because of their armor, but this is mm-hmm. this is one of the first like they oh they put they put these two next to each other that is like okay i i want to take note of that connection at the very least. I understand there's more yeah. later,
1: yeah. yeah, for sure, like it is um I think that is the the consensus and probably true yeah yeah you know, i th- I think that uh and this is I would agree that this is like some of the early hinting at that because mm-hmm. at this point, um I can't remember if we had any mention of Gertrude before this, but like it's going to be—she's going to be really important, but mm-hmm. only really from here on out. Yep. You know, like, we we knew about this, these angels. Yeah. We knew a little bit about the war, but, like, boy, this episode and next episode is just going to be Gertrude City. Here we come, <laughs> you know? And Gertrude is aligned—like, these angels of Lothric end up being, like, one of the, the big kind of lore mysteries of Dark Souls 3, you know? Um, like, we kind of understand them a little bit as a faction, but we don't know— goals or you know we don't know we don't know goals really mm-hmm. you know we really don't know exactly where they came from and what they are there's a lot of like little connections and hints you know there's like we're going to find statuary later that kind of suggests some things and um, we know they're associated with the way of white um, which would probably want you know lothric to link the flame so like we mm-hmm. get there's a little bit of that but it's not a complete sentence in a way that feels to me like uh needs to be addressed in a dlc same thing with the law door stuff um, like angels, Londor, uh, profane flame are the big mysteries that I really feel like need to be kind of addressed there. Um, for me at least, like yep. I have an idea of it, but it's not a satisfying idea or a complete one, you know? Yeah. So it's,
2: it's too oh. much, too much work for the DLC. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like everything that we've all, anytime a conversation comes up about dark souls three, it always ends with. Well, maybe the DLC will take care of it. And I'm just, I think I've said this before. I'm I'm so worried that like, it's just going to be like something completely unrelated. (laughs) Like, oh, hey, you know, now it's just a a short story all by itself. And people are going to get so mad on the internet.
1: It is, it is a lot of pressure for any DLC to, to actually sustain. But it's like, that would complete Mm -hmm. the picture. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's the reason why people uh, want that. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen. There's just hope in their hearts that maybe is misguided and misplaced, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so that, I mean, not that like, I generally sound cranky about this game a lot of the time, but this area really puts a lot of things in sharp relief for me as far as cranking out, Mm -hmm. you know, this is where like a lot of those kind of (laughs) mysteries come home to roost. And like, as much as I can like a lot of the gameplay stuff and a lot of the set piece stuff can be very beautiful. This is one of the areas where it's not like one of the first areas where the lore becomes unsatisfying to me, but it's one of the areas where it, it's most acute. Yeah. Well uh,
0: where it's mm-hmm. positioned and then even its name, um, makes it feel like it's going to be the fireworks factory, right? You know, compare this to Drang Lake Castle, which was a little bit of a disappointment, but it was a very atmospheric, cool disappointment, and that kind of ended up being the point. You know, the king wasn't here. It was this mm-hmm. big empty place. Um, and here there's like a little bit of that, right? Like, okay, well Lothric isn't in the castle proper. We need to go we need to go even further than we already did but like there's a lot of expectation for this bottleneck kind of place that is the castle of the kingdom we have been well not focusing on for the majority of this time but at least you know kind of walked into right as kind of being the centerpiece yeah. of this world
1: if it wasn't he- for the sidebar about eldritch like <laughs> this would be this would be the the you know the that point yeah you know and it's just it's just a weird kind of that kind of bifurcated storytelling. Like if I do put those pieces together and get rid of the, the Aldrich E middle, um, then this does become what you're saying. Like it becomes a place where I would want some answers, Yeah, you know, and it just, I don't feel like I got them. Um, And And how 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 much
2: cooler would it be if um, like you finish this area and then like, as opposed to Aldrich's being like just a Lord of Sandra that you have to kill to get here. Like he's the ultimate, like he's the end boss of the game, basically like that would be, (laughs) Like, that whole concept of a boss and of of who Aldrich is and how he relates to Pontiff Sullivan is so much more of an interesting idea for the end boss of this game than, I think, the one that we got.
1: I I am dreading and savoring the episode where we actually talk about Soul of Cinder because, like, (laughs) I have strong, strong feelings on that boss in every sense of the word. like. Um, yeah i mean because we know about aldrich and we've had the sense of dread and we've you know felt this thing and we haven't had that for lothric which ends up being kind of strangely appropriate to the kind of pathetic character that he ends up being mm-hmm. um, in a weird way but it what it ends up doing is like the lead up to him the first two level, the levels that lead up to him that just kind of pose these questions um without really elucidating very much um that's it like it's not like there isn't a like ultra lothric after this the answer is it it then we go to the soul of cinder which is tying back into this third like greater cosmology about the fire and stuff that is related but it doesn't actually like there's no extra layer it feels like there would be more game after this that would actually expand on that which is why people keep talking about the dlcs i think because it definitely feels like some of the stuff needs following up like there's a missing level you know like it, it it ends very suddenly, like this game, like after we get through this place, we've done all four Lords of cinders, and then it just you know you go to go to a, a crazy wasteland and kill a you know kill a the boss from Bioshock, kill a multi yeah yeah exactly, and then that's <laughs> that's the end um so it it kind of kind of drives me bonkers, like getting this angel stuff introduced uh i mean again, there were kind of hints at it earlier, but having it kind of introduced and without being actually explained adequately, yeah. Actually, feels like a weird slap in the face to me. Yeah, in this, the 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 only thing I can think to call this like the ultimate effect
0: um, is you know just to to bring up a reference here, which is the battle scenes from Anchorman. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, because we have all of (laughs) these we have we have all of these different kind of like factions and elements that we found. Um, You know, we've got we've got people from Irithel showing up. We have you know what apparently is the ultimate form of the pilgrims showing up um you know we have these angels and stuff as well and like it just kind of feels like oh man now the now the spanish news broadcasters are coming in yeah now we have like it just it, it feels like there's there there's oh, wait, so now many there's things... statues
1: of the serpents yeah
0: like now they're coming in <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. like it's like well we might as well and then it eventually just it already was a farce like we're gonna have a we're gonna have a big old fight in the in the park slash castle and now you know, let, 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 let's just add as much as we can. And it just muddies the water in a way that I think leaves it dissatisfying, even though it very much kind of does feel like it, it is meant to kind of portray this gigantic battle that it never really comes across because we only, we only ever see it smoldering in the aftermath, you know?
1: Yeah. And and part of it is not understanding so many of the factions. Like, it's not like, oh, here's the Spanish news team. It's like, here's just another bunch of people that we know, like, for like, we can look at their uniforms and tell one thing about them. And we can look at their swords and tell one other thing. But that's about what we got. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's about not understanding any of the factions. So when you have a fight and you don't like wars are not just like battles, like wars have context behind them where you understand the motivations of each side, like, mm-hmm. and that's what's missing here. Yeah is the sense of, like, context behind any of the action that we're seeing. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, it's it's part of this grander, confused Dark Souls 3 narrative thing, too. Like, the thing about the butterflies, and the, was gonna, I was going to talk about this later when we got to the boss, but mm-hmm. it works out just as well here, is that, like, the series, so we have, uh, going through here, we have, like, four different ways people are fucking turning into trees. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, we have uh, we have people, uh, uh, giants turning into trees and in two. And those mm-hmm. exist in this game as well. We have uh, people turning into trees with the kind of black vines growing out of them that we saw in Lothric. We have the relaxed rocking chair tree people. <laughs> and then we have the pilgrim butterflies, which look like trees or also look like beds of chaos, because why not? Um, <laughs> through this And like that, uh, couple that with like giants, like don't mean one thing in this. Yep. Um, people turning into dragons. Sometimes it's because they are... Uh, you know, the Puss of Man, which we'll Mm -hmm. find later in this episode. Sometimes it is because uh, it's Shanelot and they're trying to cure the curse. Sometimes people turn into dragons because it's the warrior's way. Mm -hmm. Like, it is just every single aspect that maybe is kind of cool on its own has four or five different answers to why. Like, if nobody could tell you in Dark... It's kind of like if, you know, a man with two watches has no idea what time it is, Mm -hmm. you know, a man with one watch knows. Like, nobody could tell you in this game, like, what happens to a hollow when they go on long enough. (laughs) Because it depends. Sometimes they turn up like Horus and they go crazy, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's Dark Souls one style. Sometimes they're if they're one of these pilgrims, though, and they're a hollow, they, you know, this thing bursts from their back, presumably, and they turn into one of these butterfly things. Yeah. You know, like there's just every like so many aspects of it have that sense to it that like it just becomes a mess. Yeah. Like and, and really
0: frustrating, <laughs> and, and, and you know, and, and again, I you know, we, we have no insight into the development of this. Uh, I, I would also be very curious to read design works on this if they ever if they ever did it. But that feels like the product of a bunch of different creative visions that mm-hmm. were built out and then never compared with each other. Again, it's the uh, it, it's the whole "who gave the dog the medicine" thing. We mm-hmm. talked we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Like a lot of people gave some really good and potent medicine to these dogs. Like any of those ideas. In a vacuum, when examined to their fullest, feels, okay, yeah, but next to each other, the dog dies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've given this dog six kinds of chocolate. <laughs> like, well, no. <laughs> any chocolate would no, kill the it, dog. I know. I'm just <laughs> yeah. I'm, being, I'm being cranky. But, yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, that's a good way to put it. It is, uh, you know, it's just too many. It's, it's Mr. Burns trying to shove all the diseases through the... <laughs> <laughs> through the door you know like there's just too much to yeah. to make it make sense and
0: without the compelling case that uh all of these different ideas are what is keeping dark souls 3
1: alive no yeah they're not it's it is not helping it at least for me
2: yeah um, or, or you even know, so... if they're significant at all like i mean what is like at the end of the day like what do tree people like sitting in chairs have to do with the other guys have to do with the other guys or what do we, any of them matter on like the ecosystem of this world as a whole like obviously these pilgrims turn into giant pilgrim butterflies and interacting with the boss that, and flying towards the dark sign in the sky means something. But the fact that there's like three different ways to turn into stuff in this game that don't seem to be related to each other or have any kind of effect. Like mm-hmm. it just makes every single one of them ring. Uh, I'm not going to say ring hollow, but it just yeah. makes them all seem like kind of worthless.
1: <laughs> like It's yeah. a hollow ring. Jeremy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Well, that's, that's the thing when people, you know, as somebody who has spent a lot of time, you know, and and who semi professionally reads posts and theories about Souls games and stuff, and has spent a lot of time today, like I, you know, I put it out on Twitter. Like my my dragon display on this was like, Pilgrim Butterflies, Internet, give me all you got. Mm-hmm. You know, like explain these things to me because I don't get it. And there's a commonality in every single, almost every single Dark Souls three theory that I've read, where uh, the bulk of it is made up entirely of connections to things like oh this kind of, this kind of has feathers so that's su- suggests velka mm-hmm. but then that's the end of the sentence there's no like <laughs> yeah. and therefore this is a motivation this is what that means for the world right um those parts never get answered and those parts are always guesses um and that's happened for every single one of these mysteries i've looked up like the profane flame the butterflies the pilgrims of londor it is all this is connected to x y and z okay you know, that's, that's great. That's good work. Like good detective work that you found those connections, but then there's no end of the sentence. There's no yeah. end of the equation for any
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so no get... space. And then a continuation continuation. Yeah. They never get mm. to why. Yeah.
1: yeah. It reminds like I, I was uh, not to be the person who quotes his own pithy tweets, but like, there's an element of like dark souls three lore searching where I just imagine somebody with a big cork board full of, index cards and names and all this twine and everything is connected to each other oh like logan is connected to four things and seath taught logan but he you know that's the uh that's connected to Farron, but farin is also connected to ulysseal which has no connection to, you know connection to <laughs> seath etc and then just they stand back and go my god it's a cycle and then that's <laughs> it. like you know like there's no what else are you going to come to with any of this stuff it drives mm-hmm. me mad, and yeah. I think that there's like an assumption that like, oh, we're just not trying hard enough, and that's not the case. Like you're trying too hard, yeah. You know, like you're you're doing too much of the work for this, not not enough. No, you know, like it, it is too much of your own self in this. And headcanon is fun, like I get that, no. but it is just it is headcanon, you know, for so much of this stuff. Yeah, um, you got to give yeah, it up I'm,
2: to uh, like people like Trey on Twitter who are like. I mean that dude has worked his ass off trying to figure out like the grand unifying mushroom theory of Dark Souls one, two, and three. Yeah, loves that, mushrooms. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's funny it's... though because. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say like it's 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 good that Dark so Dark Souls gives you like that fertile ground to work with, but like the the problem with Dark Souls three versus something like Dark Souls one is it doesn't give you like the end product like. Like Cole just said, like, it doesn't even give you the why it never, it never finishes the statement. Like the, the different ways to say that, like, it's fun to go through and like, think about this stuff, but I just wish there was just a tad bit more fleshed out. Like, yeah. I know dark souls doesn't do that, but like, you've got to give me something like see, was a complete story by the end of dark souls. Dark one. souls does it. So the thing, was is a pretty see, much a yeah. complete story with one hanging question. Like the, they, they finish those stories within the game. Yeah. Like, When Vadi started doing prepare to cry, like he wasn't pulling shit out of his ass. Like he was just, he was actually using stuff in the game to make those claims. Yeah. I I don't feel like you can really do that here without going into the land of guesswork or the land of assumption. And that's kind of a bummer when I'm used to looking at these games and having that big, huge well of story to dig through.
0: Yeah. Uh, A mystery without an answer is just a really dumb question.
1: Yeah, (laughs) sure. Yeah. It's a, Mm -hmm. it's a riddle designed to, to trick you out of their one ring or something. The, um, When you say that Dark Souls doesn't do that, that's the secret is Dark Souls does, yeah. you know, like it's the difference between somebody, um, you know, writing something and having an answer in mind and not. And I'm not saying they don't have an answer in mind, but that's what it, there's there's a a feeling that is very similar to that, where uh, I don't you know, it, it doesn't the clues were given don't suggest mm-hmm. that it it's built up around an answer like yeah. Trace thing, which like he's put a lot of work into it. And it is very interesting, like there's a lot of kind of stuff there. And, you know, but if if people are turning into mushrooms, like that's just another thing that people are turning into with, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the fifth uh, thing. <laughs> it's yeah, it's another thing that just adds on to it. Like one of the things I was thinking about during this discussion is that uh, the DLC is going to add a lot of things and kind of try to square the circle. It's an impossible thing. But what if a DLC could take things away? <laughs> you know, like it's almost like it needs to have some stuff chopped from it and it yeah. would work more than like I can imagine things being cut from it. Making it work more than I can imagine. Things being added to it, and making it work. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like it is just. A, I think, Coley, I think you're right on where it feels like a lot of different kind of creative visions in a six car yeah. pileup.
2: And what's, and, Miyazaki and, touched, and, it, touched <laughs> it too much. That's what happened. Well, well, <laughs> not, like, not even <laughs> all that, like, ten fingers.
0: So, so I was about <laughs> to, I was about to point, you know, to, to, to point a crooked finger at, at Miyazaki and say, like, okay, it is not difficult to solve backward from a cool idea to fitting this into the world. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, okay. I you know just in my sketchbook I have this idea that you know if, if if something goes you know is is left unchecked their circulatory system bursts out of them and they turn into these gigantic butterflies kind of like the crystal butterfly or the moonlight ones yeah but this time touched by chaos okay well let's think of like like let's definitely do that because that's rad as fuck um, mm. <laughs> but let's actually make a decision about the way this this impact stuff and what it shows me or what it feels like anyway. Um, and I just got, I'm telling tales out of school on this. I don't know if I'm using that right. I feel like I'm punching above my, mm-hmm. above my way here at the very least. Um, but what it feels like is nobody wanted to make a definitive statement because they're operating under the, the weight and burden of so much of so much previous Canon almost mm-hmm. because if they say like, oh, you know, okay, the if they are from Londor and they're all they, they also look like the uh, um the you know the chaos beasts and we know they're you know they're abyss touched as well. Well they picked up Aldia's research or something like that. Like it's that combination between between the you know the, the the darkness, you know, beyond the flame and chaos itself and like this like this is just something that kind of like set in. Well all of a sudden that has
1: so many hooks into so many other things. Yeah, everything is a little bit too interwoven now. Mm-hmm. That it is this complicated, like so. If it, they definitely recall the bed of chaos, like that is one hundred percent a th- a true thing. Um, but they, one of the things is that they definitively answered what happened to chaos in this. <laughs> yep. yeah. You which know, was, like which was it,
2: basically nothing.
1: <laughs> well, that it said that it burned out. Like all the demons are dead. The first flame died. Like there's the, the, there's contradictory things, and this happened in the last episode too, where it's not just about kind of bending over backward to make space for all of this lore that they've created and all of these possibilities in doing that they've also lit out a lot of things that are explicitly contradictory mm-hmm. too so it makes like this job like this job of doing this like immensely frustrating yeah um and and there's little elements of like I would love to when we didn't talk to askbody about this when we had him on because like you know he can't he wouldn't be able to tell us, you know, but I wonder if other people who do this, who yeah. kind of look at this lore are also getting that that feeling from this, yeah. you know, and they're just uh, it still remains very popular as a thing for consumers. Like people still really, you know, I, I subscribe to 20 different Dark Souls lore people on YouTube and these kind of like big guesswork kind of things, um, you know, pe- they're still very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, people still really like them. So there is this pressure to keep doing it uh regardless but i wonder if on their end if they are getting getting irked you know or not yeah uh maybe maybe not i'm not totally sure but it definitely feels to me like i'm feeling it like i am getting irked i don't know how how alone i am in that
2: i don't know i don't know if if like irked would be the right word but like tired <laughs> Like, yep. I just, I'm, I'm just so yeah. done. Like, I was, Bloodborne was so refreshing because it was all new stuff and it w- didn't relate at all. We didn't have to w- worry about this looks like chaos so it could be tied to this thing over here. Like, it, <laughs> it was just all new. And I think that's, I feel like for me, I'm just like, ugh, more. I, mean, I even feel like that way about the DLC, which is the first time I'm like, I'm not, I'm super excited to play the DLC, but at the same time, I'm like, ugh, my Twitter feed's just yeah. gonna be wrecked for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> there's There's a guy who I follow who, just to show, like,
1: there's a demand for this and that people are 100% filling in gaps. Um, I won't name names but so there's a guy who, um, I follow on YouTube who does lore videos who did a 10 minute lore video on the Swordmaster, Uh, the summon that you can make that has clothing that got ripped to shreds. That's a joke. Right. Yeah. 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Like it is, there's where people are bringing so much of their own soul spackle to this, mm-hmm. to fill this stuff <laughs> up and make kind of content about it. And it just, it is really, really perplexing to me in a frustrating, frustrating (laughs) way. I don't know. It is, uh, it is tiring, Jeremy. Like it is, it is, it is tiring. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing the, the DLC. I'm really looking forward to information about the second DLC too, which like just needs to be the, the profaned pilgrims of angel angelic Londor. (laughs) you know, (laughs) like throw it all together and just, you know, yeah <laughs> but, it, but it won't be it's going to be you know you ride sif through through the uh, the abyss to fight ortorius's ghost and
2: uh, oh man i can't get a mount are you saying i can get my first mount <laughs> for oh, only if you're level 45 yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah no so i i just want a release date for the thing yeah i make, would like that too
1: that would help yeah, us plan yeah a lot.
0: Make, make it easy to do my job from yeah <laughs>
1: anyway why don't
2: they consider the podcasters (laughs) (laughs) where's my parade
1: oh it's because our our listenership is an order of magnitude less than youtube people so that's why they (laughs) they get access to the dlc early and all that jazz um it's a dying art form folks um (laughs) moving on to the level too like that's i mean that rant was going to come somewhere in this episode like there it is and hopefully you guys don't feel like it is too much um so you kind of go up this this long uh (laughs) It's silly to go back into, you go up this uh, long <laughs> sort of stairway with, with those uh, those ambushes we're talking about. Lots of uh, Lloyd's, talsons and stuff. These are all really great. Yeah. Um, I really like these, and you have to kind of be on your toes in a way that is really appealing. It doesn't feel like throwing a meat wall against you. Um, up to the next bonfire here, the Dragon Barracks.
0: Yes. Um, this is kind of on a huge overgrown battlement. Um, and, uh, it's, this is a good bonfire. Uh, we're going to need it, especially because of the set piece that's coming up. Uh, we're kind of surrounded by these empty suits of armor, um, mm-hmm. kind of like kneeled around. And I didn't know what those were in Highwall. I don't know what they are now, <laughs> why they appear to be humans, but they're, but they're empty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They got raptured away or something. It feels like, yeah um I, the, uh, I up up,
2: yeah i don't i don't know why either. <laughs> i just wish yeah. they would break open like i wish if i hit them they like shattered i don't think they do though
1: yeah it'd be fun to roll through them exactly. it'd be the right time to roll roll through me um <laughs> you uh you head up uh on the left you've actually find another lothric knight another one of these uh these tough boys uh, guarding a lance if you yeah. want to get that the great lance yeah which like... is uh lance weapons are fun yep i like lances a lot
2: I wish mm-hmm. they had learned from Scholar and put a, a lance weapon like way earlier in the game, though. Like when when Scholar came out and they put that great lance, like when you can get it almost immediately, like that that's a build opportunity. Like now I just yeah. feel like, oh, I have to kill the dancer, <laughs> then like run through all these stabulins, and then I can get the great lance.
1: Yeah, yeah. Same thing with the claws. Like you have to get the Wolverine claws. You have to uh, kill the dancer. Yeah. Now we talked about that last episode. But having at least one representation of every weapon class early on would be really good. And and to be fair, like that's hardly a Dark Soul. Like Scholar did it really well, but Bloodborne also has that problem. Yeah. You know, where you don't get a weapon variety for a long time. (laughs) Like having having early representations of most weapon classes is would be really great.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um yeah, so you, you head up this this little area, this little bit of respite, to see a, a, a really, you know, a huge kind of striking set piece, which is two <laughs> gigantic Lothric drakes um, perched on either side of a bridge. Oh, man. So, yay, hey, you got this tradition? You got dragons over bridges?
0: Yeah, well, guess what? We got two of them now. Two. See it? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to breathe fire on them. <laughs> and guess they're what bigger, the... too. Yeah. <laughs> So um these guys they kind of uh will flood the entire kind of antechamber here between these two barrack towers um and the bridge itself if you if you can approach. However, I don't know if it's because of the spec that I had or anything else. They're more easily surmountable than any of the previous ones that I've seen so far. Like I can make a straight up run past
1: these guys with uh hmm. with with some very uh kind of tactical rolling. Yeah, that does, they don't do uh, the damage is not instant death, right? Like it often is with fire, uh, dragon fire in these games, or not in, like effectively instant death. Yeah, uh, and this I usually I think the game is directing you away from these guys. Yes. Um. But <laughs> so I, I never never tried it. Um. I never did that. And even when I cheese these guys with arrows, eventually I did it from elsewhere.
2: Yeah.
1: I didn't do it here. Mm-hmm.
2: I was going um, to won't... try it this time because I was curious, but then um, when I got here realized that I'd already killed them. So <laughs> I just had to pretend they were there. Yeah. <laughs> you were
0: just running, like holding up a, on the analog stick going,
2: Whoa. Yeah, just making fire yeah. noises with my mouth. Yeah. Crackle, crackle, crackle. Um <laughs> cellophane, cellophane. <laughs> yeah.
1: The um Yeah, and then I mean you kill them or something did, which we'll talk about. Like maybe you guys <laughs> yeah. can answer that for me. What actually triggers these guys dying? Yeah. Um the uh, So they want you to fall off the bridge to your left I right here, and usually there'll be some, like, helpful soapstone messages. Yeah. Yeah. There. Uh,
0: this isn't death. You just kind of fall into a moat. Um, there's, like, the wrong way uh, from this is to go to the right as you're looking at the castle and get the sniper crossbow, which gives you this cool little shoulder tackle, which is nice. But the actual moat itself and then off to the left is where you can find these
1: puss of men. Well, you can also go onto the lip of the moat. Like, if you fall off the bridge right away, you end up on the top floor, which is what I always did. Hmm. I, I didn't yeah, go down into the I moat too. right away because yeah. I'm not going to fight Puss of Man. Um <laughs> Like, in a fair fight Especially ever. that
2: red-eye Puss of Man because this dude is an asshole. Like, guy, you If you fall over and hit the lip of the moat and then go mm-hmm. left, he'll aggro even though he's yeah. down, like, can't get you. And his... Like crazy puss of man shit explodes, and then he can just clip through shit. Like, mm-hmm. he can just straight yeah. up clip it through and attack you, like, if you're trying to draw the next enemy out. Kind of so you can get away from the crossbow guy and the guy throwing Lloyd's talismans. Like, and he can still hit you from <laughs> but down there. Like, it's really annoying. Yeah, this guy, yeah. this the placement on this guy really irritated me. Yeah,
0: and also like the uh, as of the uh, consume King's Garden, they've gotten rid of any pretense that you have to kill these guys before they will uh, sprout. Well, yeah, like just exactly. being near they this just... guy will cause him to yeah. just to explode into a shit wrecks. Yeah,
1: uh, Puzzle Man definitely get the 2016 Winter Lantern Award for like <laughs> worst souls enemy. Um, I hate mm. these things. And again, I um, love the idea so much. I I love the idea of them bursting out. I don't think they look. I mean, we talked about this. Yeah, yeah. they look like Resident Evil yeah. in a bad in a bad way, and they're yeah, they look like Resident to 5 Yeah, yeah. It, well, that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, like they don't look Resident Evil good, like Resident Evil Two. <laughs> they're not tyrants. They look like uh, you know Resident Evil Five, and the uh, but they're just so unfun for me to fight and so hard to read. They fuck with my camera. Like th- these things are abject failures. Other than the idea of like. I like the idea of you having to, you know, this thing kind of bursting into you and this thing kind of to avoid, mm-hmm. you know, this abyss thing. But um, I – so this is going to be interesting, uh, the notes here, because it sounds like me and Jeremy both go, to, go down to the lip of the moat and you go down into the moat.
0: Well, I mean, they're barely different. So if you go into, if you go into the moat itself, you just have to circle back around. If you go into the lip, you can actually go up
1: and around to the side of the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then run mm-hmm. uh, perpendicular across the uh you know from the dragons yes which is a shorter run and you can make it without getting hit by fire at all yeah um,
0: um yeah uh, and the left berry can you can go down and fight a uh a boreal outrider which i have no mm-hmm. idea why it's there um aside uh, just from, just to give you the uh the urethal rapier like i understand like okay they're under attack we've seen them at the gates i don't know if he's in if, if he's in beast jail or what but <laughs>
2: I mean yeah. he, can, he can climb up those stairs he's just chilling until you go down there and then like get his attention it's like oh no buddy the door's open you can just leave at any time he's like yeah. a really dumb dog like no no you, yeah. <laughs> just, you can just walk through the door it's he, open he won't walk over <laughs> the carpet line yeah
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> poor proper <laughs> hmm. um, what, what's and also what the, screw no. this
2: guy by the way because this dude sucks I this hate guy sucks too
1: Yeah, I, I don't like fighting these things there's another one in the archives too and like I,
2: yeah.
1: I don't like fighting these things um the uh, they do a the thing that I dislike uh, that is a Dark Souls three innovation where they start breathing fire and if you hit them they stun out of it and then immediately counterattack rather than you being rewarded for waiting them for them to breathe fire and being able to wail on them for a minute, you know and that's something Vort did too, um, but like I feel like if if I see their fire breath start to happen and then I circle around them like that's my time to get in some damage you know yeah it shouldn't they shouldn't immediately be able to counterattack that like that kind of drives me a little bit crazy. Um, but you can go down there, you get that here. Uh, rapier. Um, also, the encounters to the left are pretty tricky. There's like several of those axe knights. Um, it's kind of like a mini, like our, our condensed version of the actual run up here. Yeah. Up those stairs. Uh, if you go to the right, you enter this uh, gigantic library.
0: Yeah. Um, I love this room. The atmosphere here is really cool, um, it's super, mm-hmm. super dark. And uh, most of the enemies here are going to be throwing firebombs at you. So you're just going yeah. to get these brief little flashes as they throw from above uh, and hope that they don't ignite the barrels at the bottom. Uh, but these brief flashes where it lights up the room and uh, shows like this area is strewn with non-aggressive hollows who are just uh, kind of like posted up on the ground holding their heads.
1: Well, they, um, there's a guy uh, up at the top. Uh, there's a bell ringer outside. Oh, who wow. triggers to come inside? And if he comes in, he mm-hmm. rings the bell and makes them all aggro. Mm. Yeah,
0: um, I had no idea. That is good to know.
2: I love. I like yeah. this, this whole room. Like I like the way that it's set up. Like it's kind of vertical. You got people. I like that they do the very Dark Souls thing. Is like they lead you over to the side um, to pick up an item, and you pick it up, <laughs> and it's dark fire bombs, and you pick it up right about the time it's about to hit you with the fire bomb, and it explodes. Yeah, like, that's, that's really always fantastic. that's always really satisfying to me. Yeah. <laughs> like you got me, you got me.
1: <laughs> that, that is real good, uh, yeah. it's like fuck you, no fuck me, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so let's get into um you know at the other end of this, if you climb up the ladder uh there, we get to see where the dragon's foot is, um which has a puss of man kind of stuff in there, uh coming out of it in a way that looks like a clipping issue more than <laughs> you know something that is between things, and let's camp out, I guess for a minute on uh what the fuck is going on with these dragons. What
2: um, is going on with the puss of dragons? I don't so you get got it. The notes, Cole, What's that the deal? Ki-
1: yeah. Killing a puss <laughs> of dragon will make both dragons inert. Uh, that was not true in my experience. Uh, uh, I the think dragons.
0: this is, like, this This is Scratty Rouse, Slipshot, Broken. Um, I have no idea. It happened for me. It's happened for me both times, but I could totally see it. Like, there's no link of causality. I think that... Uh, like maybe that was combined with some other thing that i don't remember doing i didn't kill the white dragon i just killed this one by attacking as puss of
1: man and then they were just both inert they they fall asleep without you attacking as well so it's not about like i know if you attack them that does make them inert Mm -hmm. i've come across this guy and had both dragons go to sleep at some point before i kill either of them i don't know what triggers the dragons going to sleep
2: um the the gate behind the dragons to lead into that like grand room we're going to get to here in just a bit like mm-hmm. i feel like that kind of just like makes them non-hostile for some reason but mm-hmm. i don't i don't that's not i don't i have really have no idea because in my last runs i always just like kill the dragon right here because they're kind of annoying so.
1: <laughs> right they literally go to sleep they don't just get non-hostile like the, the dragons they have like corpses that fall over dead mm-hmm. but they uh, will they disappear you can like through, illusions yeah, yeah they can clip through like what is it's such a weird intersection of like Stuff that I am torn to try to figure out what it is because it's Dark Souls and just video gameyness. Like being able to like clip through the actual thing like it's an illusion is very weird because it's introducing an element to these. So like this is another way people are turning into fucking dragons uh, <laughs> in this game. Or some kind of illusory magic is like, is this Lothric, you know, doing dragon, you know, magic to make these puss of men look like dragons to keep you out? Mm-hmm. You know, is it, um, you know, because a a lot of the kind of, you know, there's a pretty good chance that, uh, Lothric's defenses and stuff are meant to stop the scourge of the puss of man, you know? So like, you wouldn't think that he would have two of them as his lackeys, you know? Um, so I have, I have no idea what's going on with this. I, I kind of hate it. Like it, it, if they were just dragons that you just fought, like it wouldn't be a good fight, you know, like from dragon fights are, are very rarely good. But this just kind of like, oh, there's a weird Puss of Man stuff clipping through there. Oh, I throw seven firebombs at it and then the dragon disappears. What? <laughs> and then you go over to the other one, which is sleeping, and you can literally walk through it until you run into that other Puss of Man. Like yeah. I hate it. Like it is it is just so like sloppy and confusing. And again, I don't need anything else turning into dragons for yet a like a fourth reason. <laughs> you know, like you I don't know. It's it's like um What's the, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's, it's like symbiotically or not symbiote. Uh, what is the, the word I'm looking for? Like I semiotically, it's Mm -hmm. semiotically, uh, really confused. Yeah. Like, uh, like a symbol, a single image or kind of idea does not mean one thing in this. (laughs)
2: Refresh my memory. When it comes to the puss of men, like just the normal enemies that you encounter, like we encountered earlier and then also in uh, the high wall of Lothric, like there's no lore behind where those dudes came from, right? Like it's just it just happens. Like there's some sort of spreading, whatever. It's like like they a... don't really get into.
0: I, like I write it because they have the, uh, the 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 eyes, and then also because of uh, Eudix Gunder, um, and yeah. just the kind of the creeping the creeping condition uh, around around hollowing, and then also the pilgrims, which have those things on their back to stop you know something the seedbed yeah the seedbed from from, you know, for, for, from taking hold. Um, uh, I can't square away the seedbed turning into this and the yep. pilgrim butterflies. Yeah. Yes, um, but because um, I think it's a- positive the
2: theory that OCK has been messing around because there's a bunch of puss of men like in his little garden area. So like maybe mm-hmm. he was like trying to do some dragon shit like Aldia was but doing back. That's in Dursals, the thing, right? Too. But, 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 <laughs> it, but Grundle messes that all up and like all of this other stuff messes it up. You can't tie any of this stuff together.
1: Everything connects to everything. <laughs> like, again, you step back and go cycles. You like it is, you know, because if if. These guys actually are related to dragons. It would make sense for them to be in the Consumed King's garden. Um, yeah. It would also make sense for them to be there not only because of uh, the relationship to Doceros, but also because of the connection to Dragon Peak. Mm-hmm. Um, never mind the fact that those dragons are entirely different, have like a different philosophy behind them and are like this microcosm of an entirely different yeah. thing. Yeah. you know um but we also have that seed bed thing you know so does that mean that uh the pilgrims don't turn into pilgrim butterflies because another name for them in the guide is undead dragon mm-hmm. um and that's even leaving apart the fact that they look exactly like beds of fucking chaos <laughs> so like yeah. yeah i like this like this is the part where i start hating it like it yeah. is in my soul like fuck man <laughs> like like, not everything needs to connect to every other thing. Like, I'm just, I'm waiting for there to be, like, an item description in the DLC that's, like, you know, the Bed of Chaos, uh, the people who worship the Bed of Chaos, the pilgrims who worship the Bed of Chaos, turn their backs on the dragons and start worshiping Logan's deceitful ways. <laughs> like, just Why not just connect it to literally everything else in the game? Why don't yeah. you?
2: I you feel know? like somebody could come along and do a really good Alex Jones parody Dark Souls 3 lore video <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> scream at the microphone and be like, it's all connected!
1: It's connected! Yeah. <laughs> Bad money.
2: I won't believe you, devil! You devil, yeah. Logan! <laughs> ah! <laughs> Putting uh, puss of men in the water supply to make all the hollows turn gay! <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, 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 thrust there for a butthole. Uh, <laughs> there
2: you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the, well, that's the ending of every, show, every, every episode. <laughs> yeah.
0: but, but what's infuriating is if you kind of cross your eyes... It like makes sense just for the moment where you're there, which is okay. These are big dragons. They have got so they've got something that is a uh, kind of corrupting them, um, and that makes them that makes them violent, and, violent and cranky. And why don't they? Might, yeah, the metals will team up or whatever. Like, but they, but even beyond that, bearish scrutiny or within that bearish scrutiny, it starts to fall down.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. It is something where it it plays into a larger Dark Souls three thing, which I've, I've said a bunch of times on the season or at least on Twitter, where like it's a game that makes less sense and is less satisfying the more you think about it yeah like yeah. uh that first glance like really does kind of make sense my first time through this like i had a lot of fond memories even of this like i was like oh shit like what could it possibly mean that the of man is turning into dragons like we you know and i was trying to square it with everything i knew about turning into dragons from the series mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know and then before i realized that that's Incompatible, like every one of the lines, everything I have filed under people turning into dragons, in my like Dark Souls rolodex is incompatible with every other one. You know, like it would just—it's just weird for it just to—it could do any of the things. You know, they're all turning into dragons. Yeah, um, it just makes me want like for want of different things. Like, what if in you know this ancient warrior? You know, we've already established turning into dragons uh, is is something like a, a monk, kind of a, a monastic like monk order kind of fighting thing. You know, and that's in Dark Souls 1, and that's fine. Yep, That's well and good. Um, then just make these, instead of making them turn into dragons, use another mythological creature or something. <laughs> you know, like, these could have been Chimera, or or just, like, serpent. Well, they could have been Hydras. Well, they didn't turn you know, into it, dragons, they turned into drakes, or wyverns, or whatever. Oh, it's. God. <laughs> Shoot me in the fucking Look, face. Look, this is not monster in my
2: podcast, okay? We don't need to get
1: into the... <laughs> <laughs> like, shove a crossbow bolt into my ear. Um, anywho, I, I hate this thing, and I hate that there's no good way to actually fight it yeah you have to you, you more or less have to cheese with fire bombs because if you get up close to it, it like spits at you and it whips uh, around in a super yeah, unpredictable yeah. hitbox way that makes it like not yeah. a good fight
0: and also it lays on curse in a way that uh other of men kind of things don't
1: yeah yeah yep, yep. um yep. so anyway so that's how you get rid of the dragon so you can make the the run to the middle here if you want to uh easy yeah
0: um yeah Yep. So you can open up the, uh, the 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 front door to this gigantic great hall, uh, which really just ends up being uh, kind of this big combat arena, um, mm-hmm. c- kind of thing. Couple of uh, red eyed slash Um uh, I think it's kind of cool how different, like they're in different states of dress as they go along. Like mm-hmm. the ones who have their visors up, they feel a little bit more aggressive. Uh, like whether or not they have a cape is something that I read on the wiki as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's a that, that's a nice subtle way to differentiate their different behaviors.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um however I just run past them. Yep. Because this encounter is too tough for me. So um I like that in theory. Yep. But. Yeah. So you get up to this uh
0: balcony behind the, uh, the 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 castle itself and we have the fog door in front of us right away. We can go there. We can see the uh the boss of this uh, of this area, but we need to do a couple things in order to kind of complete this. First of which is get that, get that elevator for the useless shortcut um mm-hmm. second of which is to go over to this chapel
1: guys I mean to, now that i thought about it i i apologize for shortcut shaming you call <laughs> 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 so,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: so i i use use whichever way you want i think it is probably superfluous but okay. that's not a hill i want to die on <laughs> yeah. so okay I, apologize. No,
0: I, just, I, did, I, I stopped and moved on as i do okay. um <laughs> But um, guys, what's up with this with with this chapel? Because, oh, like the the picture that this is painting is they're kind of worshiping everybody, but specifically they have they have spurned the way of white in order to embrace uh, uh, Kaitha and also, um, you know, really really get in there. Like th- this is not Kareem, you know. <laughs> why is why is Kaitha worship
2: here? So kind of like, I don't don't get the Kate stuff at all. Like the red Tearstone ring talks about her. And I'm like, what? What?" Like of all of the weird dark souls two stuff to pull, like (laughs) this is where you're going with that. Like, that's so strange. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I got, I got nothing. Yeah. I have no idea why, where like worship of Kate came from. I don't think it's the angels. Um, and I don't think it's the faith that they had before the angels came around either, because the faith they had before the angels came around would have had to have been explicitly, um, you know, fire focus, like linking the fire focus right. uh, with that. And that's not what we know about Kaith. you know, Kaitha like that is not related. Yeah. yeah. So I have, I have nothing. I have nothing, man. It's just, it's all going in a big pot. <laughs> it's all, <laughs> you know, dark souls, three stone soup. And, and also, um,
0: isn't so Keith, uh, shit or Kareem rather Kareem. That's the place that worships, uh, uh, Fina, right? Why while, yes. while all of a sudden is, mm-hmm. uh,
1: is uh, oh gosh, uh, Kareem linked to Kaitha or Kaitha? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm no, no, fine no. with a, like a polytheistic. You know that doesn't. That's not the hill yeah. I would die on in yeah. here. But like it I is. Just, it, it is like, confused. Like it's it's sloppy. I, <laughs> I would never deny that that's not sloppy. Yeah, yeah.
2: Is it um, the uh, the Kate the Chom that has like the literal Dark Souls two marketing slang in the description where it's like in something something about those who have gone beyond death? Because I I saw that on my most recent playthrough and it had to be either here or during a loading screen and. I guess I hadn't picked up on that they used exactly like the marketing slogan for Dark Souls Two (laughs) and an item description about Dark Souls Two, but it feels like the most hammy thing in the world. Like, it's just, just irritates me to see like those who have gone beyond death. Like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I don't think "prepare to die" is in anywhere in Dark Souls One. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I, I'm, I'm looking sucks, kill all marketing.
0: <laughs> I'm looking at the K this time, and I do not see that particular uh, phrase snippet. So might yeah, be on the, the shield
1: of wand or something like that. Like it's 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 in a Dark Souls two item. I know what you're talking about. There's also that one item that talks about how um, like it says that the, it ends with try cool ranch doritos today, and that <laughs> yeah. one's real yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> For those who have flavor blasted their taste buds <laughs> and decided to worship. Blanca to Bloop. Um, yeah, I don't know why, what the, what the Keitha stuff is doing here. And it gets even like, so this is, uh, more confused because you kind of make your way back through this. Um, you know, you walk go over this rooftop to go back into this little shrine, little shrine, lit then you, uh, cross, cross over the roof, drop down into like a, that the dark chamber there. Um, there's another red eyed slashilan guarding, uh, a sunlight altar. Mm. hmm um, so this is this has been a part of like a lot of uh, personally frustrating lore video stuff about where Solaire ultimately ended up as well. So like if he's not soup and he's not a worm, um, <laughs> people have said that he is uh, somehow like a uh, an assistant to to Ornstein, who was like a, a public figure in Lothric, who was like something <sighs> like that. And Orn- yeah,
0: Ornstein died. we killed him.
1: <laughs> well, I mean we a couple times, but his yeah. armor also shows up later too. So like again, and it just plays into that greater like the Ornstein, Nameless King, Solaire, Trifective, unsatisfying lore answers in Dark Souls Three. Yeah. So I don't really feel good about this being here. I also don't feel good about it how his ret can't, retcon the sunlight straight sword into being magic. Yeah. Because yeah, the, entire his, the entire thing about his the entire thing about it set is that it's mundane. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It again just the, the ongoing character assassination in Dark Souls 3 of like, so you like Solaire, do you? Well, fuck you. Well t- He's, t- t- He's a worm. He t- t- was t- t- he was a piece of shit.
0: Dumbo, <laughs> um, I'm going to need you to keep a hold of this feather. It turns out the magic wasn't in you in the, all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, the magic was uh we we it was just an experiment, honestly. We thought maybe you could do it without the feather, but uh it turns out you're not no, uh, greasy stain on the sidewalk now, so <laughs> I had to I wipe this elephant lard off my boots and But hey, new piano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, well, this check is even made of ivory. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm. But man, does does this suck? Yeah. Um and it's not again, so the people who are get mad that I get frustrated by this stuff and then are mad that i like dark souls 2 i thought the sunlight altar placement in dark souls 2 was frustrating yeah, too. yeah it was very And wish. i think we're on the record as yeah, saying like, that's arbitrary and well, dumb
0: we talked about its reappearance being something that was very much kind of like fan servicey um yeah. and even here they take a step back because at least there it's like what heirs of sunlight like heirs yeah. of sun like you know like the, the, there's an idea the time has passed and this is you know not just the warriors but like this is something that has been passed down kind of in a world where sun worship never really kind of it's not a thing Really mm. in in uh, Dream Lake. Here it's just like, oh yeah, Warriors of the Sun. We're back, guys. Get this yep. gesture. <laughs> uh, it's obligatory. Kill me.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Pretty frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I um, think all the mentioned... people who
0: are angry at us for liking Dark Souls Two are gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, 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 yeah. There's been a churn
2: yeah. So now we're
1: just welcoming people who are angry at at us for for being mad at this game. <laughs> So it is. It is such they, a funny they, they thing, that like
2: people that just like Mass Effect Three, so moved on to a different podcast.
1: <laughs> can we? Can we just move to a game that is a more po- like? we Just like we we start out, we describe what's in the Dark Souls area, and then let's do a tight thirty minutes on Bioshock Infinite, sucking, and then <laughs> move on. The um, it is something that's funny too, because when people you know, it, it kind of went away because I think. You know, people do cycle out who yeah, don't yeah. like the show, which is good for them. Yeah. But earlier don't, on, don't when listen people to things were that like make you mad. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's very easy when people were getting furious at us and saying that it was somehow like a marketing thing that we were complaining about. This is so funny <laughs> because it's like it does our listenership. No favors. Like mm-hmm. it's not like people are are into this stuff. you know, about us being cranky about it. I can show you
0: the fall off as a percentage. It's been much greater this season than in previous seasons. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it is, it's, you know, I can't not react honestly to the work It is the only thing that we're going to do. And that does not necessarily go is that that's not necessarily where the listeners are. Yeah. Um, As evidenced by the 10 minute video on the swordmaster. you know, (laughs) like it is uh, the listeners just want to kind of have people throw and get darts. Like they want guesses, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not listeners, but like the, the fandom, you know, Mm Not entirely. Again, like, there, there are people who, who are probably closer in line with where I'm coming at this from. But yeah. that is kind of, by and large, I think, where the numbers are. Yep. So. Anywho, um, this little area, you know, outside of that, there's this weird little um, area and go to the right. Uh, that little kind of, like, miniature church, churchlet, that actually, the elevator that goes down to the other church uh, where we started, that little cathedral.
0: Oh, yeah. That's the, that, That's why I'm at. That's the shortcut. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, where you most... found all the Kata
2: stuff and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, mostly though, there's just the the fog gate, uh, and it's explicitly a fog gate <laughs> here um, for the boss of this area, which is the Dragon Slayer armor.
0: the approach to this, because as you are walking up to the gate, you can actually see the gigantic wings of one of these creatures sticking out over the top. And I thought, oh, fuck yeah, like, Moonlight Butterfly reprise, let's go! Yeah. Um, and it's kind of true, uh, but when you walk in and you see this, um, mother <laughs> this, this butterfly just kind of, like, take off, and then all of a sudden a dude comes at you, it is very confusing, and it is a very effective
1: fake-out, I found.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll buy that. Because he's like, coming at you just like Ornstein did in Dark Souls One. <laughs> like he just like rushes to, hit, to attack you first thing. Yeah, just
0: pretty cool. Let me look between he, your legs because I'm pretty sure those balls are out. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Yep. He's got the triple play. <laughs> the um,
0: it is something where too. <laughs>
1: Sorry, you got me. I'm not used to you doing eh, Quinn? <laughs> <laughs> Um It's it's one of those things too where so his name is Dragon Slayer. Um, I've seen a lot of people online who are just like, oh, this is this is ornstein's armor or it's definitely related um i think it is related but his move set like couldn't be less like ornstein's after that initial charge yeah like he doesn't do he doesn't do ornstein moves right he fights with like Mm -hmm. a big heavy weapon and he does shield bashes and stuff like he's a big tank guy he's and ornstein is is not smo. he's the lithe you know spear fighter so Like, like
0: he's the guy who does like the like the dragoon jump attacks
1: yeah yeah when people have kind of compared this and been like oh it's like clearly ornstein's armor like we fought ornstein before like i don't think this fight has very much in common with ornstein at all yeah um at least for 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 my you know my take i mean even visually people are like oh it's it's clearly ornstein's armor it's like ah you know they're 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 looking
0: at a vague silhouette like it's got this layered armor he also has like this tassel coming out of the top Mm -hmm. of him like uh Mm -hmm. like ornstein has but like beyond that like this is fucking dark wraith armor is what it
1: looks like with mm. uh,
0: with the ribbing and
1: stuff. Yeah, it's it's like it's definitely a mix of things because like to me Ornstein's armor, the definitive thing is the the lion mask. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that is the you know the defining aspect of that armor which is missing here, and then the other defining aspect is a spear. And both those things are not you know none of those things are on offer. So this feels like a different thing to me. Um, looking up just kind of the, the background of this thing, the consensus is kind of like that this is a third. There's in in the lore descriptions of Ornstein serving the uh, the nameless king um there's a reference to another like a ornstein and a dragon slayer or something mm-hmm. like that so there, this is kind of an unnamed guy we haven't seen before yeah. or his armor or this is the nameless king's armor which is another thing and people are like oh the fight recalls the nameless king fight and i don't really see that either i yeah. think the nameless king fights closer to yeah this this feels like a new move set to me it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it's reminiscent of anything
2: yeah. I kind um, of feel like if you had run into the Dragon Slayer Sage back in the Farron Woods, people would be like, Well that looks like Ornstein too. Like I think it's really just the Dragon Slayer part of this boss name at least that fucks everybody yeah, up, right? Yeah. Like it, it's literally just that because it, dissimilar weapons, dissimilar armor, like it vaguely recalls Ornstein, like Kirk like Cole said with the silhouette, but I mean it's kind of a it's kind of a stretch. Yeah.
1: It's it's a it's a real kind of faint and the thing too, I mean That's not people's fault. They name it the same thing, like Dragon Slayer Ornstein, Dragon Slayer Armor. Like they, the name is there. Yeah. But it, and there's precedent for this guy coming back. Yeah. Like that's true. it, It could be pretty
0: cool over the course of however much time. Like okay, we fight him at the height of his power. We fight him abyss touched and you know kind of out of it. And then we like literally he is just gone. He is a suit of armor that is nothing but like molten slag that is being controlled remotely. You yeah. know, like just this, this, this all, you know, talk about character assassination on a Solaire
1: fucking, you know, if, yeah. like if this was the conclusion of his arc, like that's profane. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would be, uh, you know, bad, he'd fallen quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I mean, I don't feel like it is any of those characters. I feel like it's an unnamed yeah. kind of third character. What you said about it being controlled is the really, the interesting part of this, mm-hmm. um, yes. is that we'll fi- We won't find out until after the fight and we will talk about the fight here, but, um, is that we're actually fighting, you know, the butterfly. The butterfly is controlling the armor remotely. <laughs> uh, that's badass. Yeah, nobody. Um, suspects I like that quite a bit.
2: Super cool. Yeah.
1: Nobody suspects the butterfly. It's true. Um, I, I love that though. That is mm-hmm. super super cool, and it actually plays into the second half of the fight. But I can I can get way into like you know, an otherworldly presence controlling a suit of armor to fight me. <laughs> yeah, that will do it for me.
0: Um, I'm even down for the fight itself. Like I love this as like a complete just bare knuckle smash mouth kind of thing you know not like the yeah. band smash mouth but like you know the the ditka defense thing um like it's really intense and you can summon help for this like if you've mm-hmm. gotten cirrus up to the point you can bring her in uh you could you can bring Igon in as long as you didn't uh betray him and arena mm-hmm. like you know even just the uh, the npcs like this feels like a climactic uh climactic fight not just because of the scenery you
1: know yeah yeah it's it's a good fight to bring people in. I thought for this build because like I was not doing enough damage to this guy. Yeah. Um, I beat him with you know with my strength build. Uh, you know I beat I beat all the bosses solo at least once, and like it was fine for this build. I was just not doing enough damage to this guy and mm-hmm. got frustrated and decided to bring in bring in some helpers mm-hmm. yeah. uh, for him. But I think it is a good fight. Um, I'm a little bit less. So the actual fight, the first phase, um, at the very least, um, is another is a duel kind of thing. Um, the kind of way that it. I feel like it kind of tricks you is that um, his shield is so much more dangerous than his axe. Yep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. He uses it as a weapon in a really interesting way, and that is the thing to watch out for. Yeah.
0: It's so big, too, and, like, it's not just that he'll, uh, you know, do damage to you with it, but, like, that thing is just, you know, you have to keep track of where it's at, because otherwise you will not have any kind of opening.
1: Yep. Absolutely. And it's, 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 a you know, other than that, it's, like, a duel. He has, like, little AOEs, um, you know, he will kind of swing around. He has some lightning attacks uh, that are that are aoes. Um, the kind of gimmick to this is part way through, um, he kind of switches move sets, and then the pilgrim butterfly starts shooting projectiles down at you. Mm-hmm. Um, this I like a little bit less. um i, I I've mostly heard people like this um, as a thing. I think it's a little bit frustrating to keep an eye on both., Yeah. Um, and I've definitely died to this guy. You know, I've been fighting him. I'm fine, you know, I have my shield up, I'm facing him, I get hit, you know, dead kind of dead-angled by the butterfly because there's no poise that breaks my thing, and then he hits me or something and kills me. Hmm. Um, that's yeah. happened to me a couple times, and I, I think it's kind of a bummer to just kind of be sniped during a fight and have nothing to do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, like, in the series, when they've had uh, dealing with ranged and melee attackers at the same time, it feels like a test to be smart enough to take out the ranged attackers first. Mm-hmm. With your one reborn and your tower knight and stuff. Here you can I actually looked online, like you can attack the uh butterfly, but nothing will ever happen.
0: Yeah, you have to have the right kind of bow to even do it, and then yeah, it yeah. doesn't do anything to his health and there are just so many of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It won't it won't take them out. So you always have to deal with them both. They don't fire so much that it's like impossible or anything, but yeah. it was frustrating to me that it was a consideration you just couldn't do anything about. Like knowing about it and trying to be prepared just didn't wasn't what they were testing yeah you know again dark souls finds your weakness
0: i'm not trying to mlg like this this kind of just heightened the drama for me because mm-hmm. i saw this and i was like oh i just have to keep moving it doesn't matter if i if i think i have a shot at him if i just wait here like that is going to be like you know just a j- just a bad scene um mm-hmm. i never i never ended up getting like dead angle one two punched um by this um either in you know in any of the playthroughs that i've done
2: Mm-hmm. I got. I had a more more difficulty with him uh, breaking the railing to this bridge yep. and then knocking oh, me off <laughs> of it than I did it's... with the. Because it seemed like the the butterflies will do that cast move, <clears throat> like once, and then they just kind of chill out for a little while, and then they do it. So, and most of my builds, I don't use a shield, so like just circling around and kind of waiting for it while also dodging him was was fairly simple for me. But man. There's a couple of his moves that will just send you flying across mm-hmm. the level, and it, like invariably would knock me off the ledge. I'd, 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 this dude was dead when I was doing my run for the podcast, but uh, I dropped my Tide down and like probably fought him ten or fifteen times yesterday. Oh, and uh, I mean that that probably happened six of those times. Where, <laughs> and he also has like one move that um, you talked about this earlier with the Lothric Knights that could one shot you. He has some weird like half stomp charge move that no matter where it hit me, it would just instantly kill me. And I'm like, you know, level 100 and something with 40 vitality or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm not a weak dude by any means, but, mm-hmm. man, those, those two moves that knock me off the bridge and then the, like, half-step charge thing like killed me more times than I, I care to admit.
0: Yeah. He also does this thing where he faints being out of stamina. Um, and then mm-hmm. if you go and approach, he will kind of, like, fire off this really quick AoE that would, that has a mm-hmm. substantial knockback. That might be what you're referring
1: to, actually. Yeah, hmm. it's 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 not it's not my favorite. Like I think this boss fight is pretty decent. Um, I would like it more without the butterflies. I wish it was just something where I just had to pay attention and learn the boss. You know, um, like well, like what I want is champion Gundir. <laughs> you know, like that that's and this would be. I understand it would be too similar to that. They have two bosses in a row, that uh, have, or could be you know, really could be in a row weapons. that are yeah. Yeah, yeah that are just kind of kind of duels with you know. Uh, the, the shield bashes are very similar to Champion Gunders kicks yep. and stuff but to my mind Champion Gunder is a much better boss fight than this um, yep. this is fine it also you can get knocked off the bridge which we didn't you know it didn't happen to me that often but once is too many times yep yep um you know and it's unless, again they, unless I can knock the, man the boss eaters. off the bridge <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> that's yeah. that, unless you can do that that's what justifies knocking people off the bridge to me is if I can do it to you back yep yeah um um yeah. no. Can we talk about the music for a little bit? Because for whatever reason, um, I don't know. I, most of Dark Souls 3 music is just kind of nonsense to me. Like, it's just, like, big choirs and, like, overly done everything. But for some reason, this really reminded me of a theme, which I have probably mm. listened to, uh, like, a thousand times because I died to her so much in Bloodmore the first time I encountered <laughs> her. Did, did you guys get that at all, or is that just me being weird? Like, it just kind of seemed like that.
0: This music was mostly wallpaper to me, but I'm going to... I'll I'll do some kind of comparison as you say that, so...
1: I didn't I didn't pick it out either like I kind of stopped paying attention to Souls music like partway through this
2: it part doesn't it, Souls. It,
1: it, uh, <laughs> no, no yeah like after right after Human Souls essentially <laughs> I mean, that's not quite true but it is like I've gone back every every game that's come out including like Bloodborne has had successively fewer songs that feel like standouts to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and with this one being the most like Teflon soundtrack for me um, which I've talked about a lot like it is just the limits of what a chorus can do for me a yeah, literal chorus, yeah. not a chorus as a song structure, but choral arrangements. Yeah. You know, so um but I, I recognize that I'm I'm the outsider in that when people talk about weeping at Bloodborne songs, like I re- realize that I am the, the outlier there. So um yeah, I didn't recognize it, but it will it'll be interesting to revisit it. I will go back and listen to it now with that in mind. Yeah. And listen to Abreeduses. Um Yeah, um the range when I was talking about just when we were talking about knocking off the bridge, um this is another Demon Souls quote as well, because not only does this boss fight mechanically echo Maneater a little bit with you being knocked off the bridge, but having that little uh area at the end of the bridge, that little circle <laughs> kind of fountainy yep thing. I don't know if it's actually a fountain, but that's right out of Maneater boss fight. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um so and that I think is kind of signaling us that we even though we had our explicitly Latria area, um, we're going to another area that is recalls that kind of scholarship and flavor a little bit after this. So to my mind, it kind of signals that
2: a little bit. Yeah,
1: as we're going to go into the archives. Um, but that's that's really him. Um,
2: is you this know, the this first is... time we've seen the uh, serpent angels statues?
1: Uh yeah, it won't, it's not the last time, but I think this is the first time they show up. Yeah,
2: I didn't
0: make okay. a didn't make a note of them because that's more of a grand archives kind of thing to my okay, mind. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, I
2: just I just remember looking at those and going like, "What? <laughs> yeah. right what does this Which, mean?" And the answer is probably nothing. So well, they,
1: they could be I mean, those could be the the angels of of Lothric. It's weird sure. for the serpents mm-hmm. who are imperfect dragons who also worship whose line, you know, goals should be in line with Londor. Mm -hmm. you know um given what we know about the serpents for them to be this again it again uh anchorman news fight team is great you know great analogy (laughs) for this because the serpents are another factor that showed up and i know what they are but their motivations don't make any sense yeah um yeah and then that ends up being the uh lothar castle
2: um
1: yeah yeah. um any any wrap-up thoughts anybody has this bad boy
2: I really like this area. Um, I actually had fun playing through it. I I probably sounded a little bit too negative about it because of, um, dark souls three really leaves me hanging with some of the lore stuff, but mechanically, and I don't, I don't think that this is brought up enough. Um, like, just generally, when we're talking about Dark Souls 3. Like, it's so much fun to play. And, like, a lot of these encounters, um, we kind of skimmed over but there's a couple of, like, ambush encounters where they put a crystal lizard there and, like, you chase after it and, like, three <laughs> assassin dudes tro- drop down. Like, yep. all of that stuff is really, really fun and, like, it makes it, like, a fun, interesting, like just do play through. It's only when I start trying to peel away that, that layer to, to get into the lore stuff that I start feeling kind of uh, on it. So I, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. I I think the boss is great. Like, I think it's fun. Um, so I, yeah, I <laughs> probably should put it in a top tier souls area list, but yeah, I had to do the worst ones. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I'll, I'll throw in one with mine, um, a play first area, like play first, lower second is not a bad thing. You know, Mm -hmm. like a lot of those are kind of standouts for me. See, like sense or something like that. There's nothing you you can really draw from that. But, you know, I think that this kind of carries the weight of expectation around the idea that we are actually like we're moving toward the center. And at the very center of this, we should be finding more answers as opposed to more questions. And this whole conversation has probably revealed that, like, that's not going to happen. Um, I like the Grand Archives better. In that regard, as, you know, something that is kind of tonally in line with what I want out of something this late in the game. Um, But it's hard not to, like, even if you look at this from a pure play kind of point, like, that Battlement run is really cool. It's hard for me not to compare it to, like, that final run up to the Penetrator in 1-3. I know that's unfair. I know that they're different games. They're trying to do the same thing, though, or at least it 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 is a direct quote and it is them you know inviting that comparison and so i look at mm. this and i say i had fun with this like i loved any of the encounter design that didn't have to do with these very overpowered kind of red eye night kind of people um but um but yeah it just kind of i I look at this as as a relative high for for again encounter design and, and enemy placement kind of stuff but like i don't know that it rises th- that it rises up in the series for me personally
1: yeah. I would I would probably fall pretty similar to that. Yeah. Like it has a very nice middle. You know, that section that we're we're praising, that kind of run up to that is actually very good um and very, very cool. It just bookended by some frustration for what to me is kind of a lackluster boss, you know, um, and then just uh suffers by comparison. You know, and even suffers you know, we talk about it uh, in comparison to one three, which is, like, made my top levels list. Like, I love that level. Um, even to the Grand Archives, which does some very similar things as far as ambushes and the like mm-hmm. um, with the thralls and stuff. And to my end, my eye is just a more interesting environment to explore. Yeah. Um, you know, even just from, like, just a visually kind of thing, like castles are not as played out as churches in this game but it may it's like the second yeah. thing we're gonna run into you know as far as just kind of visual like my eyes just kind of running off the page yeah especially especially
0: castles that are that are explicitly gameplay um mm-hmm. you know or just come across as gameplay spaces versus something like castle Kanehurst, right like we yeah. know castles can be done fascinatingly
1: yeah and that was even that was so fantastic because of contrast more than anything. Yeah. Like that contrasted with the rest of the game. This like doesn't. Like the the kind of visual set we've done in the high wall, like mm-hmm. largely. Yeah. You know, and uh so yeah, there's a little bit pull of a twist like, with the light, you know? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Like that and that's that's really phenomenal. And again, similar to last episode with Untended Graves, where as much as there's some frustration about not having answers to the questions, like I wouldn't trade in the first time I came down Ten of Graves. I wouldn't trade in the first time I saw the skybox yeah. in this area when you come back. Like yeah. that, that's a that's a truly great moment. And it's it's what elevates Dark Souls 3 to being like a really great game, despite the fact that I think it's narratively a mess. It's just now that, you know, the the play part of it has kind of worn off for me a little bit, uh, partly because my build is suddenly suboptimal, like that is struggling in the late game in a way it wasn't really in the early game. Um, and partly just uh you know, running against the, this is if, if this were dark souls one or two, I would be on a total, I wouldn't have gone back to a dex build, Mm -hmm. you know, for this when luck didn't work out because there would be a lot of different, I would have a sorcery build. I would have a magic build. I'd have something that you could do uh, something different. The fact that I can't experience this in a new way, like I'm playing it with the same build. I just played it through more or less um, kind of makes some of the mechanical parts, take the shine off of that. And then what I'm left Mm -hmm. with is the story, you know, kind of environmental storytelling part. Yeah which is like not as not as strong for me.
0: Yeah. And, um, and that sucks because that felt like home for me. Yeah. You know, through yeah. basically through throughout a lot of the series up to this point.
1: Yeah. And it's, and spoiler, at least for my end, that's not going to get better in this season. Like the archives <laughs> is pretty interesting, but we're, we spend a lot of the archives outside in the castle. Yeah. Um, so the next episode is going to have a lot of that same kind of stuff. The things actually inside the archives are pretty interesting um As a standalone thing, but don't, you know, give us the the angel things we're going to run into and stuff. Are just going to kind of underline that for us. And then Archdragon Peak, which we'll get to, is a, it, you know, a mana um, like a, a order of combat monks. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's kind of interesting to see visually and stuff. And it, there are parts of that level I enjoy quite a bit, but that that kind of like feeling like it's adding up to something is never going to come back, except possibly with the end boss of the next area. So, anywho, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's about it. This, this area is a little bit of a bummer to me in retrospect. My first time through is one of my favorite areas in the game. So, it is just only where I suffered from coming back to it.
0: Well, it's only because for we me. convinced ourselves it was bad because we hate Dark Souls 3
1: in profit from not liking it. Yeah, exactly. It is. That's uh, <laughs> it's how, how you get listeners. Um, Jeremy, thank you for joining us. Thank uh, for you for this. having We really me. appreciate it. Yeah,
2: yeah I love doing this podcast.
1: We love having you on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it is super fun. It is uh, – can you remind people where they can find your stuff online?
2: All right. You got about 20 minutes. 30? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Really, really
1: push it. Be the Dark Souls 3 of plug sections, man. Like, um, we'll just be wondering why this is happening. and have no,
2: <laughs> no good answers. I kind of, kind of, it'll have a, a good middle is what I'm looking for and then kind yes. of sticky bits on the end. So just <laughs> prepare themselves. <yourself. laughs> Um, you can find me on Twitter at J.G. Greer. I, I talk a lot of Souls talk, so if you want to come talk Dark Souls, um, come come chat with me. Uh, you can I do a podcast called Don't Give Up Skeleton. If you enjoyed this conversation, um, this will be coming out Sunday. So uh, Gary's episode and Cole's episode both dropped on Wednesday of this previous week. So you can go to darkinsight.net slash DGUS for Don't Give Up Skeleton and mm-hmm. go check out those episodes or whatever your podcatcher, of course, is. And um, that's kind of it i think uh, it
0: has everything do me a favor and hide the uh the play counts on those from the public because i don't want to see whose episode gets more oh jeez
2: <laughs> can, can you do that <laughs> yeah, yeah even... you, i think maybe you can on a paid on a oh, paid plan from soundcloud so I, I, did, dropped, I didn't even uh, think about uh, that and I dropped. Dropped. I cj's on the same day so i wonder who has the most <laughs> 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 i didn't even think about that I, it's not a contest at all <laughs> yeah
0: i know but I'm a petty and small man. I don't want to see that. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather operate it. You, you do whatever you want to. I'm just joking. So,
2: <laughs> so yeah, if you yeah. enjoyed this, go check out those two episodes. And if you like that, then I've done like 25 more interviews that have mm-hmm. that are out with various people. Um, illusory wall. I mentioned CJ and Patty and also like a bunch of just random people. Like part of the idea of that podcast was to pull out people that don't normally get to talk about dark souls. And there's been some real interesting people. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah that's me yeah fantastic. All, all uh all recommended and um, mm-hmm. you should check out all of jeremy's stuff and uh most germane to me is that you should check out uh days of future cast jeremy and i's uh ongoing podcast um that i think will ultimately end up being about the x-men being adapted into other media <laughs> uh, but it's starting out with just an examination of the x-men animated series One this weekend um, oh, you oh yeah
2: actually did. yeah and uh <laughs> She kept asking me who Johnny Flame was. I, said, I, don't, know, I don't know who Johnny Flame is. So for some reason, she had in her head that Pyro from the first X-Men movie was Johnny Flame, which doesn't, as far as I can tell, it, it's doesn't not exist named. in the Marvel Universe. So. No, that's,
1: yeah, that's not Johnny Storm. And it's not Johnny Flame, like the famous biker who like hung out with the Fonz.
2: I didn't realize that there was a, John, a Johnny, actual Johnny Flame that hung out with the font, so I'll throw that one at her. Too, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, the, yeah, confu- yeah confu- confuse her. for me, please. Um,
2: <laughs> but if you like X Men chat like this, go to daysoffuturecast.com. <laughs> <laughs> this,
1: kind of, this is the kind of high quality content we're
2: going yep. to
1: provide all I your
0: time. So I, I, can, I can say this as uh, not only somebody who is uh, disinterested from this, uh, you know, like I'd, I'd like you to listen to stuff on the network that I contribute to, uh, but I don't have any interest in this show. I listened to all four episodes that exist so Far and they're all really good.
1: Oh, thanks. Good. You listen. Yeah. To, you listen in advance. And give yourself exclusives. Yeah, <laughs> it's Fuck exclusive
0: it, man. Exclusive content. That's I pay for work. hosting.
2: Come on. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. thank you for having um, me, and thank you for putting up with an extra long admin uh, from for me. And I, I appreciate oh, it's it. This podcast over. is let's, great.
0: Let's... <laughs>
1: Continue to go through it yeah um, yeah if you uh, if you like this show and if you like uh, supporting us and and the re- so the reason why there's days of future cast we didn't just roll out of bed one day and decide to do an X-Men animated series podcast. Actually, we did. But yeah, the reason why we actually exactly. decided to put it yeah, out the reason why like, we waited so long. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I was trying to frame it more positively, Cole. Uh, if you go to uh, is because of patrons. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeed.tv uh, you can give us a little bit of money a month. We reached that goal and that is what allowed us to do this podcast. We have other goals, uh, including the next one for Radio Free Midworld. Um, Cole's rotating roundtable discussion about the Dark Tower series. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have future goals, even past that. Yeah. Um, you get the cool stuff for supporting us. It is not something you do uh, just out of the kindness of your heart, mm-hmm. um, even though we do know you're kind. Yeah. And uh, either or, whatever reason you want to do it, we appreciate it. Yeah. Uh,
0: we recently announced some restructures to that, which will be of interest to people uh, who are fans of this show. Um, so you can go check those out. We also dropped the uh, the State of the Union uh, kind of thing on this feed. So if you listen to that, you kind of know the score. All of that takes place, uh, takes effect rather, November the 1st.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's, um, and then ratings, reviews, things like that on iTunes are really appreciated. Um, if you have uh, feedback about the next area, about the archives, hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Yep. Um, um, that is a good place for that. Yeah. Please try and do single
0: um, responses about single areas. So if you're like, man, I've got thoughts about Grand Archives and Arch Dragon Peak, um, I know this is a pain it is much easier to not have either side of that lost if you just do two different messages.
1: Yeah. At the same time, is fine. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, instead of doing a page break, end it, send it, and then just do another one. Yep. Just makes things easier for us and less likely to get lost in the shuffle. Yep. Um, I think that's probably about it. Uh, what should they do until next time, Cole?
0: Um, there's no dialogue associated with this area that I could find. Um,
1: at least <laughs> that came to... It's going to be tricky. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, that came to mind. So,
0: um I don't know. Uh, Nobody suspects the butterfly. Nobody suspects the
1: butterfly. Mumbasa. Mumbasa.
2: Mumbasa. And we all pray
0: that we will have far more soon.
1: Cool, dude. Yeah, that was I fun. Actually,
2: I actually, like, heard the music, like, the guitar riff on <laughs> the actual <laughs> outro. <X-Founder
0: there. laughs> <laughs>